Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Surviving Sister Wives contains adult content that may not be suitable for Latter-day Saints or sinners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to Surviving Sister Wives, the podcast where a monogamous couple drink heavily (laughs) while recapping Sister Wives on TLC. I'm Corey. And I'm Carly. And this is Season 15, Episode 10 polygamy hell so this is part one of the two-part season finale episode that they aired back to back wow that's all i gotta say what did we watch good lord we watched a family implode i'm pretty sure there's a lot to take in didn't like most of it if you couldn't tell already this is a margarita episode and an extra shot of tequila before we started (laughs) we got a lot to say gonna get a lot of hot takes Got a lot to get to here. A lot of get get to getting. (laughs) All right. What should we start with? So first, we have a voicemail. Yes, we do. We have a voicemail from one of our listeners, Stephanie, who is posing quite an indecent proposal, if you (laughs) ask me. But here, I'll let her explain it. Hi, this is Stephanie. I've been a legal wife for a couple months now, and I'm loving the cul-de-sac, loving everything going on, love the podcast. I do have a question. If Corey and Carly were to accept one of the sister wives into their home as a sister wife, say you were being forced to, (laughs) which one would it be? Robin, Christine, Janelle, or Mary? I I forgot about Mary because she's never on the show anymore. (laughs) Bye. Have a great day. Stephanie, thank you for your voicemail. And don't feel bad about almost forgetting Mary because she was never in the consideration set. Yeah, we would never welcome her with open arms in this marriage. (laughs) That's the short answer. I have my answer. Do you have yours? I'm I'm actually surprised. I hope we agree. Yeah, I think we would have to decide on the same one here. Well, clearly it's not Robin. Correct. I'm better with money than Janelle, so I'm going to cross her off the list. 
That leaves Christine. I think it would be Christine. I would say Christine because she seems like if I had to spend a family holiday with somebody who was a sister wife, she at least seems enjoyable to be around. She's fun. She brings a good attitude, contrary to what Cody claims. She's a good mom. She's a good mom. She's a great mom. You can push her around a little bit. She'll do more than she really needs to. Pulls her weight a little bit too much. She's feisty. She stands up for herself. Takes She'll a while. She'll wait years. She'll be unhappy for years before she says anything. Takes a minute. But then, yeah, once once she does, she'll stand up for herself. She can sell all her LuLaRoe clothes and I could just spend the money. Yeah, basically any relationship where I can live out Robin's role, <laughs> I'd be down to sign up for that. Just a reminder that even though we are at a season end, you can get more of us. The public feed, we're going to continue with our rewatch picking back up in season four on Mary's Baby Decision. And you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com backslash surviving pod, where we have tons of extra bonus content. And just a heads up. So this episode, technically, they split the season finale on the TLC app, on the Discovery app, Discovery Plus. It is technically two separate episodes, episode 10 and episode 11. So we're going to review episode 10 here, and then we're going to put out episode 11 shortly after as well. So stay tuned for that. We'll keep you updated on the public feed. But then, yeah, we'll be right back to our regularly scheduled programming, which is working our way through season four on the Sister Wives rewatch. But before we go back in time, let's go ahead and take a look at this week's episode. So this is episode 10, Polygamy Hell. The TLC description is as follows. The wives take sides and conflict grows over Cody's COVID-19 rules. Janelle's efforts to improve communication reveal that Cody is losing faith in his wives ever getting along. Christine makes a shocking confession that could impact the entire family. All right, TLC, accurate, except for the whole, the shocking confession. Yeah, we've already addressed it. She's been hinting at this for quite some time. Not just hinting at it. She straight up told us. You've been playing the preview since the premiere episode of her saying, I'm going to talk to Cody the next time I see him about moving back to Utah. But she's been teasing the whole conversation, the whole conversation with everybody. So that's what we've been building and building to. Well, here we are. We have a lot of thoughts, so bear with us. And if you're a legal wife on Patreon, don't be afraid to share yours. Call in, leave us a voicemail. We want to hear what everyone has to think about this episode, because let me tell you, Twitter was on fire last night. Twitter was popping off. There was a lot of tweets flying around. Want that episode description? The rewrite? Yep, let's hear it. The adults give us a sex ed lesson at Coyote Pass. Cody derails a conversation about family conversations. Christine asks Cody to marry an ugly woman. You got to think back on it specifically. We'll get to it when we get to it. That's fine. (laughs) We'll connect the dots as we go. That's okay. All right. So we'll kick it off here in right off the top here. We don't actually start the episode with the title cards warning that none of this shit is professionally shot. Please bear with us while we self-shoot footage and import cell phone videos. None of that comes up on our screen, but we do have a couple minutes of Cody going over his COVID filming protocols with us. So I think we figured out the formula to this. If the whole episode is self-shot, they give us the title card. 
If it's not, we have to have a family member explain that they've been self-shooting because later on they're going to mix in the professionally shot footage, which we will identify when we get to it. But even then, most of Janelle's stuff was professionally shot, even when they were showing the title cards. So there's a mixed bag here. It's confusing. I think they got self-conscious when we kept calling them out about it (laughs) and they decided to change it. They were like, well, we do have this footage of Cody talking about it and demonstrating his tripod. Why did he just have it on the couch? Why was it there with him? I'm surprised he didn't <laughs> set up his own shot. Yeah. On the side of the couch. A little behind the scenes look. He just carries around everywhere now. His phone is permanently attached to a tripod now. His bicep on his one arm is a little bigger than the other. He's got Popeye arm over there. <laughs> so it's only been seven weeks still into the pandemic. And I'm sorry. Wasn't it seven weeks last week? Did no time pass between last week and this week? Correct. We have watched an entire season of this show in the matter of just a few months passing in the actual timeline. I really hope, TLC, if you're out there listening, there's something you need to consider. We cannot wait another year to see the remainder of this footage. I will not watch an intro talking about how the camera crew had to leave A year from now. 2022. It's too late. (laughs) It's too late to apologize. That'll be the number one way to kill this show. It's already on its way. Last leg. Don't don't give it the final stab like you did unexpected. (laughs) Yeah, just shuffling around which night it's on. It's time to go meet up with the wives at Coyote Pass because there's nothing else that we get to do on Coyote Pass except spring out some lawn chairs, some folding chairs set up shop everybody has their own chair isn't that interesting i think it's necessary (laughs) is what it is you got a byoc when it comes to coyote pass maybe they just need to put a shed on coyote pass that they can leave the chairs in because they're transporting them back and forth quite a bit that's not a bad idea that's the only thing they will ever build on coyote pass so you might as well do it they do have a few picnic tables yes they do those are stationary and permanent that is nice I did like that we start off this segment, though, where everybody's kind of comparing sack lunches. <laughs> Took me back to elementary school days where it was like, what'd you get? What'd you bring? <laughs> it was a really weird way to start this entire thing. <laughs> then I was a little too interested and they just dropped it. It's like, no, really, I want to know. Yeah, I want everybody to tell me what you're eating right now. <laughs> I need to know. <laughs> so Hunter is here. He has come to this family picnic Because he is back in town and he is ready to break the rules the minute he sets foot on the property because he makes a comment that he tested negative for COVID before coming here. So he doesn't really give a shit. And he's coming closer than six feet to Christine because he's got to grab some of whatever she's got. Some salmon patties. Ew. I think was what she said. Was it salmon patties? What was it? It was salmon something. I don't know, but fish is generally not the greatest thing to bring on a picnic. And what's the nearest body of water to Flagstaff, Arizona? (laughs) Where are you getting your fish from? There's a lot of questionable stuff going on already from the top of this conversation. Oh, we're just getting started, though. We got Cody jumping right in because he he can already sense Hunter isn't taking COVID seriously. That might be because he literally said, I'm not really worried about it. (laughs) He's picking up on this. And so Cody has to liken it to the next scariest thing that he can. Sex. (laughs) Pregnancy. Okay. Now he claims that his doctor made this comparison. 
I do not know that I believe that. Who is this family doctor? When did Robin get her PhD? (laughs) This is when we find out that basically all you have to think of in terms of COVID prevention is it's just like if you don't want to have a child. No sex equals no baby. So no interaction equals no COVID. Abstinence only COVID prevention works 100% of the time, 69% of the time. (laughs) There's some conversation about, you know, you don't have to abstain, but you can use a mask. Debatable, you know, just change where you put the mask, the shield, the sheath, and you can still prevent things from happening. I did like how in this comparison, pregnancy is a disease to Cody. (laughs) So I thought that was very interesting. I also laughed when Mary says, yes, I think this is a perfect analogy. It's perfect. Oh, she knows a lot about abstinence lately. (laughs) Hunter looks horrified through the whole conversation. Can you imagine having your five parents have this discussion in front of you? No, no, I can't. No, gross. We don't go weird. Start to wonder that was him. And this is where Christine calls Robin out about not wanting to get together. And then Robin says something that makes absolutely no sense. She denies that she doesn't want them to get together and says, actually, she's upset that they aren't taking advantage of this time. Robin wants to get together, but they just have to be safe about it. No, she doesn't. She doesn't want to get together. I think this is all working. Did you see how well the deep her chair was into the trees? No. She was so far away from everyone. (laughs) (laughs) I just like, I just like that Christine was like, no, yeah. So I know that you, you are not okay with this clearly. Um, But yeah, I'd like to talk about planning on getting together sooner rather than later. Cody's a little upset because it turns out Hunter's plan is that he's just going to go from house to house as well because he's here and he wants to see his siblings. But according to Cody, that doubles the risk. I don't think he's got his math right on that, especially if they rotated in unison. How cool would that be? It'd be Hunter and Cody showing up, moving in for two weeks at a time. <laughs> I wonder how that stay at Robin's would look. It's just another excuse for Cody to stay at Robin's house and not go to anyone else's. Let's be real. That's what's about to happen here. Cody does make a good point, though. He's listening to what everyone is saying. He's gathering the intel at this family picnic. And he's hearing the wives say things that are making him question what their behavior is like when he is not around. So he's starting to think, should I even be going from house to house? Can they be trusted? So this is where Janelle gets upset because then there's no way to live completely safely. We're just going to be living this way, the way that we are currently, indefinitely until this is over. Uh, Yeah, that's the plan. (laughs) I like that Janelle has not even made it further than weeks into the pandemic and she is already losing it. She's ready to run. Yeah. She's had enough. And it's like, dude, we're just getting started. You didn't make it far at all, girl. Come on. For these doomsday preps that they have, they're really not that set. Aren't you supposed to be prepared for the end of the world? You're not doing so well so far. (laughs) Not looking too good. So then this is where Robin comes out of left field. And hits us with the fact that she is now high risk as well for COVID. Did you know this? In case you didn't know, Robin once had pneumonia. So she is high risk. I'd like to go ahead and note, again, this is her personal medical history. She's not 
required to divulge this to us for podcast reasons. <laughs> I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is she did not describe when she had pneumonia, how often, if this was a recurring event, if it was a one-off pneumonia <laughs> 10 years ago, you're not high risk. You're not. If you are a medical professional, feel free to email us at survivingpod at gmail.com and tell us if we're wrong. But I've done some research with Dr. Google and I can't find anything to corroborate the story. I called Robin's vet and <laughs> he confirmed, yeah, if it's not a recurring, like a yearly annual type of pneumonia where you are chronically ill with this, you're not high risk. It only gets worse, though, because not only is Robin making up a story to manipulate everybody to do what she wants them to do, she also believes that others in the family are also high risk, but it's not her place to say that to them. She's trying to say that Janelle's overweight. Yeah, we see you, Robin. Just say it. Just say that, because instead of beating around the bush, <laughs> just say Which, that. I mean, at least she finally got to a risk factor that is on the CDC's list. That is an accurate assessment. Yes, Janelle is high risk. She's overweight. That is true. You can point that out, and I would respect that more. At least that's a real risk factor. Especially when you're going to not say that's what you're thinking directly. We're picking up what you're putting down. But then in the same breath, you are going to describe getting a case, a heavy case of COVID <laughs> in the same breath. That's where I have problems. Not a severe case. You might get a, he a heavy case. Heavy case. It'd be a bad one. A severe one. <laughs> okay. Just say what you're thinking then. Because now we really know what you're thinking. It doesn't take too much to pierce that veil. What's going on behind Robin's brain. Also, just wait a couple more weeks of quarantine. Because guarantee everyone in this family is going to qualify under the obesity category. That's how I got my vaccine. <laughs> Thanks, quarantine. <laughs> okay. At this part of the conversation, Cody tries to make a point by saying, if you get COVID, this illness will change who you are if you get it. And Hunter's like, well, I don't really agree with that. I statement. mean, okay. Hunter makes a comment that is not socially acceptable, but I understand what he's trying to say. It's not going to alter your personality. According to Cody, though, it is like he loves to exercise. What if he couldn't work out? You know, like what if he had a debilitating back condition that made it difficult or near impossible for him to participate in extracurricular activities? Never mind live his normal life without pain. It's a very strange scenario to kind of bring up at this point, Carly. <laughs> I'm not sure why I'm not sure where you're going with this. <laughs> Maybe we'll circle back to that. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and put a pin in that one and see if Cody can empathize here real soon. Can you imagine though how horrible it would be to live a life like that? Terrible. Terrible, terrible. And this is where Janelle continues to get upset. They're not planning to do anything together for the foreseeable future. She does kind of like jump to a conclusion here that they're not going to spend the holidays together. Well, honestly, they probably shouldn't. Well, they think this is going to be over in a couple weeks, so she's really stretching here. That's Cody's move now. He's like, well, let's just give it a couple weeks. We'll check again in two weeks, maybe. Let's check back in two weeks 
And he's just going to keep saying that over and over and over again. For more than a year. Yeah. Just keep dragging it out. Dragging it out. Two weeks at a time. By the way, did you notice there is a giant pile of trees behind Christine? Yeah. Fresh lumber. They just cleared them. Someone's been clearing trees at Coyote Pass. They probably just fell over. Really? You haul bumped into them (laughs) too hard. Clipped right out of there. Mary's like, I'm not coming to the property to film unless you cut down 10 trees. Every time I come, you must cut down 10 trees. Clear the trees. (laughs) So I like where this is where Janelle is really starting to freak out too, where she's like, if it's going to be more than like, if you're talking like six months, we'll be lucky to have a family by then. And it's like, if that's the case, did you really have a family before? No. Look, is that, what Browns, you, is that what you have? This family was circling the drain before we got to COVID. That was the whole reason for the conversation at the Olive Garden. <laughs> Don't act like things have suddenly changed. This is consistent. Okay, it's not by choice now. You are forced to not be around your family. That's the offensive part, apparently. Correct. This is just more of the BS of plural marriage, though. Here you go with wives automatically assuming you love her more, so you're over there more. Accurate. That's nothing new for Cody and his modus operandi. So great chat. Let's do this again in a couple of weeks. That's how they end the convo. Things went so well. Let's meet back here. Same place, same time. Clear your calendar. We know that we got to put it on Mary's calendar far in advance. We know that Hunter is going to go see everyone in the family against Cody's wishes. But honestly, it's like, okay, well, with him, you tested negative. So it's like, go see him while you can, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. Where he's going, but he's sure as hell going to every house in this family right before Cody gets there. Not a soldier. (laughs) This was interesting. I want to point out how Janelle is reacting to being outcast by Cody. Yeah, she doesn't like it. Not reacting well. No, she she is not digging this. No, she's getting very feisty very quickly. And Christine wants to move back to Utah in case you didn't already know. So she's thinking after that family conversation... This is the perfect solution. I'm going to bring it up. I think it's a great time to go ahead and pitch this idea. I think they're ready to hear it now. Everyone seems really receptive. We seem to be getting settled in during quarantine. I think I'll pitch a move out of state. Now we get to some joyful, fun moments in this episode. They're few and far between, so enjoy them while we got them. We get to see Mary and her mom, Bonnie, baking together. And they're having so much fun because, of course, Bonnie has to play camera operator and it is not her strong suit as mary is quick to point out to her but they're laughing they're joking they're just cracking up and having a good time it's really cute to be fair i don't think she had the best teacher right because we find out mary is technologically challenged yeah she's trying to hop on a facetime call here with mariah and audrey to check in at the b&b it's not going too good no most of the footage is just mary going freaking a man how many times do i gotta press it Freaking A. <laughs> this is the Mary that I've come to really enjoy. This is the Mary that I see every Friday on Friday with Friends <laughs> when she's trying to start her stream. Is it started? Can you see it? I Are want more of this. Can't see, yeah, you see, just watch it every Friday <laughs> on her Instagram. It's there. That's where she is. Apparently, Mariah and Audrey haven't burned down the B&B yet, so that's good. And Mary wants them to stay there forever. We basically find out that their wedding is still TBD because, of course, they were looking at venues in March of 2020. 
not a great time. I was kind of like, why are Mariah and Audrey in this episode? Just checking in on the B&B. It seemed like they didn't really need to be in it. Just checking in. <laughs> just just saying. They're phoning it in. A little unnecessary. Didn't Literally. really care. Speaking of unnecessary, let's go ahead and jump to the next segment here, which is Janelle copying and pasting her communication conversation again for the third time. Okay, too much. Why? Why are we doing this? I really also didn't think she was even going to have a conversation with Mary. Did you? I thought, yeah, Robin and Christine, we've addressed. And it's the same conversation. I thought we were done. I thought we were just going to go, all right, next to the group. Because who talks to Mary? No one. No, no one. one talk, no one clears anything by Mary. Especially, I didn't think Janelle was going to waste her time. After the last time, she tried to call Mary out to have her back her up. And she pretend that she didn't even have a conversation with her. I don't recall. I don't recall. I don't recall that conversation. I don't recall that statement. <laughs> so Mary's dressed in her military fatigues for this visit, which has been something she's been wearing all season. She's been in full camo for every conversation. In the trees. <laughs> getting ready to be. She's ready for war. Getting ready to be filmed in the trees. <laughs> so Janelle's here to discuss how they don't make progress during conversations in case you didn't catch any of the past conversations that she had. And they just talk and talk and talk and talk. We get it. Janelle seems to be picking up on this trend where Mary seems to give non-committal answers. Have you noticed this? <laughs> so I like how she said that. But then this is like the one conversation where Mary came out guns blazing, ready to attack other people. And she was like, you know what I think would be helpful if other people stop talking behind each other's backs? That'd be good. I do have a thought on this, actually. Let's write that down. I'll deny it when you bring it up again. Yeah. Don't bring it up to Cody, though. Because <laughs> I don't like when he finds out that I'm thinking about this stuff. <laughs> if y'all could stop talking shit behind my back as soon as I leave, though, I'd appreciate that. That'd be cool. That'd be solid. But hey, Janelle's just here to propose. Let's work on it. You know, let's. we don't need to perfect this. We don't need to actually stop talking about each other behind each other's backs. Maybe let's just try let's to work, work on, on it. it. Yeah, let's just work on it. Set it as a goal. It's a quarantine goal. I like how on the couch, even Mary was confused about this whole thing because she was like, I don't know. It's kind of difficult to contribute to this whole conversation because I'm not like really in a marriage with Cody right now. <laughs> we don't really discuss things. Yeah, we don't have like this husband wife sort of vibe anymore. <laughs> it's just different. But you know what Mary thinks? She thinks it'll be interesting. To sit down and talk about it. All five adults get together and lay down some ground rules about talking. So here we go. We have another happy moment to watch. Or at least you think until you see what's really going on. We're going to Aurora and Gwen's graduation today. And again, thank God we moved in such a hurry. We got the hell out of Vegas so we could drop everything, sell those houses, get settled in at Flagstaff, get all the kids into school. So they could graduate normally with their class, make friends, senior year. They don't miss out on anything. <laughs> I love it when a plan comes together. Gabe just straight up pieced out. Remember, this is supposed to be for the triplets. It's supposed to be Aurora, Gwen, and Gabe. He graduated six months he ago. He's like, you know what? Fuck off. And he made the right decision because look where we are today. He didn't miss much, bud. So in case you thought anything differently was going to happen... Christine drove Gwen because this is this is a car graduation, a car parade. 
Not sure if we covered that already, did we? No. But, no? Uh, yeah. I hope you've seen the episode, though. <laughs> If you're listening. So they're all graduating from their cars. It's kind of actually fun. It was a cool idea. Everybody decorated their car. They've got things written on it. They got flags. People who have sunroofs are like standing through it and waving to people like they're in a pageant. It's fun. So again, Christine's got Gwen in the car. Cody has Aurora because of course he's driving Aurora to her graduation. Not just Aurora. In the back seat there, he also has Robin full photographer mode. <laughs> and then we have Ariella in her car seat and then Brianna. And if you notice, if you listen very closely during Cody's cell phone footage, you can hear some kid chatter in the car. So I assume it's Ari because she's the only little voice in the car there. There's a little voice saying, why aren't you guys listening to me? You're just idiots. You're just a bunch of idiots. So please go back and watch that. The graduation where Aurora's talking about the graduation experience to Cody and his cell phone. And mind you, they've already warned us that Ari does not respect the code of silence on set when it comes to filming. So I just thought it was odd. Oddly placed. Seemed to break up the mood a little bit. Everyone's pumped. We get to see them have a fun time graduating. Whatever. It's cool. And then things get a little complicated again because Christine's leaving town after this. Gwen said all she wanted for her graduation gift is to leave town. She wanted to go to Utah. So that's where they're headed. They're headed to go see all the people Cody said couldn't come to Flagstaff for the graduation. And I'm sorry, did Cody teleport into Christine's car at some point during this graduation ceremony in the cars? I guess he switched halfway through or something. What the hell happened there? Fair's fair. I don't know what happened there. But yeah, clearly he's not going to Utah because he had banned all of these family members from coming to visit for graduation. All these people. Which oh. as soon as they said it, I was like, I guarantee it's all her siblings. Yeah. And that's exactly who it is. It's family members in Utah. Which, mind you, not the best move. I'll give you that. To have Christine decide to go to... I, I, I get it. Yeah, I, I get it. I understand where Cody's frustrated with that. But hey, Cody told the family, you make your decisions, I'll make my decisions. Christine's just out here making decisions. Like you said, she's doing what you wanted. This is a little shocking to Robin because she can't believe Christine is going to travel when she's not supposed to. And that she's sacrificing her time with Cody. Because it's just so enjoyable when Cody comes to Christine's house. And Cody is just blaming her for keeping the family separated now. So now Cody is dragging this along where Christine is now at fault for breaking up the family. And this is where we get to see things really start to go downhill. Christine is talking on the couch about how it's been hard, not just recently with Cody. It's been hard for years. So a little bit of distance from him, that's okay. And in fact, it's really, really hard when he's at the house there. And she just wants to be around people who want to be around her. So they're going to see Aspen McKelty and Peyton up in Utah. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. So now the time has come. <laughs> this is this is the culmination of Janelle's grassroots campaign for communication. We're all getting together. We're talking on Coyote Pass all together now. We get everybody's thoughts as they're coming into the conversation. We have a lot of wives who are optimistic. And then we have Mary, who's worried that someone might be pissy. You never know who it's going to be. With this group of five, could be anyone. After 30 years of marriage, I'm pretty sure who it's going to be with the bad attitude, but we'll see. And Cody straight up says, I'm coming into this cynical. It's a good start. At least he's honest. Yeah, so far. But what bothers me is that Janelle rolls up to kick off this conversation and just casually mentions, yeah, I don't really have a plan or anything. (laughs) What? What? How did you spend so much time going from house to house preparing for this? And then you didn't figure out how you were going to approach the conversation? You canvassed each individual wife's house with a conversation. You didn't put together some speaking notes, an outline, nothing. (laughs) You got no notes, nothing. Literally, the only thing she did was dig out Cody's flipboard from the big house conversation last season and the markers that he bought. So actually, Cody did all the preparation for the conversation today. Unknowingly. (laughs) Years ago. So I don't know. This sounds like the approach that maybe feels right. How about each of us write down on this paper what we need in a family conversation? So out comes the flip chart. The why, why not list. She's passing out markers. She's got her mask on. Janelle needs to be heard. That's her big takeaway. Which was like... The generic response that you know every single person in this family is going to give. I think everybody can agree to that. Because even Christine's was right in that same vein. She feels like she isn't important. There's an important distinction here, though. Christine says, I do feel that I'm hurt. But when you hear me, you ignore my input. So that then makes me feel unimportant. And then she also goes on to clarify, too. I thought it was very interesting where she was calling out directly, too. I know sometimes I'm dramatic in the way that I express things or describe my feelings, but I'm not a princess. And I feel like that is something that Cody has called her directly in the past. Like I've heard him say that. Oh, agree. Yes. He literally talked to, I don't know if it was this episode or the next episode, but he talks about how Christine was the most dramatic about not wanting to move to Utah when they moved two years ago. He literally uses the word dramatic to describe her communication. Speaking of dramatics. It's Cody's turn to write something. (laughs) And he's not going to write anything because he doesn't give a shit anymore. So here we go. Conversation derailed. Things are no longer going well. This is where it would have been nice to have had a professional to mediate and keep us on track. Maybe a therapist. Just throwing that out there. 
You guys couldn't fly in Nancy for a day? Just for a day. Just drive her out. Can FaceTime with Nancy? See, see where that gets you. Maybe. Just give it a shot. But no, he doesn't like this relationship anymore because everything's just a constant fight. This five-way marriage really isn't working out in my favor anymore. And I'm not a fan of it. In fact, every time we get together and we express ourselves, things just get worse afterwards. So why are we even trying to do this today? It's just everybody talking about stuff and it only brings problems because that's all you guys have. All you have are problems. Things get significantly worse because then he says, in fact, we don't even share the same basic values anymore. This family, we're not on the same page. This is where he's just obviously in a bad way today. Clearly cynical and being very sensitive about all of this. I don't understand why Cody was invited to this conversation. I don't see the value in having him there. No. All he did was bring a bad attitude, and he completely derailed them from the focus of the meeting. Because even when Janelle was like, I don't know how to kick this off, and Cody goes, what, are we going to talk about our feelings? Should we talk about our feelings? No. That's not what we're here to talk about today. We're here to talk about our communication and lack thereof. We're here to talk about what we need to communicate effectively. We're not here to vent about our emotions and what's bothering us this month with polygamy. So shut up. (laughs) I don't know why he was here. They should have all had this conversation as four wives. I feel like they would have been able to be much more transparent about what they thought because everybody's always walking on eggshells when they have to say things in front of Cody. They're always worried about how he's going to take things that it's going to affect their marriage later on. They should have just written up their list and brought it back to him. That's about the extent of the involvement he wants to have anyway. But at this point, no. It's the depths of frustration. It's polygamy hell for Cody. Then we get Mary. She's getting very emotional about this. She's crying on the couch about how the family has fallen apart because they have no leader. Cody has abandoned his post. And here we are today on Coyote Pass with a marker, a piece of paper, ranting about how we see no future together. And Janelle's kind of trying to hold it together. She's trying to step up here in the absence of leadership, in a way, because Mary's phased out. Okay, that is the problem. Because when Cody used to step back, Mary would step forward. And she had the personality where she would take the lead of all the wives. And none of the rest of them are willing to do that. And she's not doing it anymore. At this point, yeah, Mary feels like the family's falling apart. And it's really scary. Now Cody suggests maybe we just sell the property. You know what? I don't really care anymore. I'm just going to go ahead and sell it. We're not even working as a team anymore. Who the fuck cares? You know, we get to Flagstaff. We're struggling. It's not getting any easier. Nobody wants to do what I want to do. So I'm over it. Then it was interesting here where Janelle was even kind of bringing in this idea where it's like, feels like we're on the cusp of being separate or being together. But there's no like Team Brown anymore here. Duh. So it feels like we're kind of leaning towards the separate. The theme of the whole season summed up right there. No team Brown. Poor Christine. She tries to inspire everyone by reading the family mission statement. She brought this on her phone. She was prepared. She knew that the moment would come that she would need to do a reading. And Cody stares off into the distance as she reads the words and barely reacts. They worked really hard on that too, months at a time. And it's easy to forget that. They worked really hard on that mission statement. And they're going to have to work really hard to come together as a family now. Is it too much work? Is it too hard to get back together now? Relationships are optional. Christine is 
realizing that. This is so bad. Then Christine says at the end of every family conversation, she gets so physically sick that she has to lie down and she can't even function. She can't take care of her kids. She like needs a minute to recuperate. And this is where she has to point out too, Cody, it's kind of shocking to hear you say, we have these different values. All the wives have these different values than you. When I thought we pretty much had the same values, same core beliefs there. So it's kind of strange that you would suggest that we've all changed so dynamically. Well, yeah, the core value that they don't have anymore is they don't want to live in one house. That's his problem. They shot down his idea and he is still shitty about it. And he's willing to take down the whole family because of it. So this is where he goes right into more ranting because he's not done because now he's going to voice that he sees the family as an obstacle to his own goals now. That was the realest thing that Cody said in this conversation. I think that was a true window into what goes on in his mind. Clearly, we know the only thing that he's thinking about that we've heard about the future is having one with Robin without kids, growing old with Robin. That's the plan. What are his other goals? What, building on Coyote Pass? Yeah, one house. Yeah, that was it. So, And that's what Janelle even points out, too. She's like, okay, if that's not the most selfish thing I've ever heard in my life, but okay, I'll address that, yes, that is where you are emotionally right now from a conversation standpoint. For the benefit of communication, I will acknowledge that that is where you are. It's not selfish, it's narcissistic. It's twisted. Because basically what Cody is doing is he has decided that these people no longer serve a purpose to him and he's ready to discard them. And he's done that one by one. As soon as Mary didn't serve a purpose to him in any way, throw her to the side. Now we're doing that with Christine and her kids, which we'll get to in the next episode. And he's ready to just get rid of all of them now. Anyone who doesn't align with his vision, you're useless to me. Step to the side. Because you're making me unhappy. So this is where he combats even referencing the family mission statement. So he throws this back at Christine too. Because he's pointing to that as a guidebook, as this goal. But they're so far from it where they currently are. It almost feels like hypocrisy to even try to get back on that track. We're so far removed from the family mission statement. How can we ever possibly work back towards that? So this conversation's gone so well. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to print out all these rules. I'm going to laminate them and then we're going to put them in our wallets so that the next time we come together, we can reference them. How does everyone feel about that? Okay, I guess. (laughs) Wasn't it weird? It was like they had an allotted amount of time. It's like, guys, we only have about five minutes left here. So I'm going to start to wrap up the call. Here are the deliverables and the next steps. And then Christine's like, I have something I want to bring up in two weeks. (laughs) Make sure we put that on the docket for the next meeting. Oh, God. This made me cringe so badly because she is ready to pitch the move to Utah. She thinks she's ready. I guess she thinks they've created a safe space. I don't know if it was me. I think I'd sit on that for a little longer. Yeah, maybe think about it a little bit more. And use your soft launch of pitching it to your daughters as a reference. Not enthusiastic. Not good response. All right. So that gives us the segue into this Utah conversation. Christine's reminding us of how much things have changed there. Two years ago, Cody wanted to move back to Utah when they were leaving Vegas. But the rest of the wives didn't. But now things are different because the law has changed. 
and she's ready to move. So she sits Cody down in the bedroom. They're filming on their cell phones here, and she takes him down memory lane. Remember when we fell in love with Coyote Pass at the property here? We came out and saw it. Everybody agreed it was great. We heard the angels singing. We knew that this was our destiny to come and be here together and build on the land. Christine's agreement, she reminds Cody of the fine print on her agreement. She agreed to move to Flagstaff unless the laws in Utah changed. Now the laws have changed. But that doesn't mean anything to Cody. That means nothing to Cody now. He's like, I don't get it. What do you mean? Yeah, why are we bringing this up? Why are we talking about this? (laughs) He doesn't want to move because this is not the convenient time to do it. Two years ago, I had four homes lined up in St. George. They shared a backyard. It was a perfect plan, and you all shot it down. So I'll be damned if now you're going to try to flip the script on me and go with my original plan. Not only did the wives shoot it down, Christine most adamantly shot it down by Cody's recollection. He had the plan, and now he's mad that she wants to get on board now. Two years too late. I mean, yes, but let's not forget there's been a legal change that's taken place. He's like completely erasing that from the entire circumstance. And so to be fair, a legal change can change back the other way too. So this might not be the best thing to hang your hat on. That's true. Christine, to keep in mind, the laws can change. Remember when you guys won your lawsuit? The state of Utah lost the lawsuit? Then they got you back on appeals because, yeah, sometimes through the legal process, things change. I mean, to play devil's advocate, Arizona could decide that they want to come after polygamists. Why not? You're televising it. They know you're there. This is just a really good example. I think this is just emphasis on the fact that it's like polygamy doesn't work at this stage in life together. I think that's when that realization hit me was because if you're all young in your early 20s, late 20s, even and having kids raising children and doing that like that makes sense polygamy can work then because you're there's kind a benefit of, there's a goal there's a shared thing you're raising but then once you have adult children who are moving to different parts of the country who are going their own ways and having their own lives everyone picks and chooses what value they have and what is important to them of how close they want to be to their kids of where they want to spend their time and how they want to have their relationships look with their family. So it's just very strange to me that this hasn't become clear to them yet. And I feel like Christine is hitting that realization now more than ever. Quarantine has a lot to do with that. Everybody got self-reflective in quarantine. And a lot of time to think. Is this what I want forever? It is funny though to see like that's a normal thing that happens in a monogamous relationship when you become empty nesters. A lot of people end their marriages at that point in life because they realize, again, they lost that common goal of raising children together and now their visions of the future don't align anymore. So we're just seeing this applied to a polygamous relationship. And it basically already played out in its entirety with Mary. It's just Mary's too stubborn to leave. (laughs) Mary is torturing Cody by staying. And she knows it. (laughs) And she's relishing in that. Then they have a whole debate about You know, maybe the laws have changed in Utah, but does that mean that there is a societal acceptance of polygamy, that the kids are going to go there and they're going to have this social safety that we want them to have? 
Or are they still going to be living in a community where they're worried about contacting the police when they need them, about telling people about their family, about being teased, which again, doesn't really apply to anyone. But truly, Ari, Saul, they're the only kids who are really, I mean, Isabel's got one year to go. And the unnamed Victorian brown-haired boy. Right. (laughs) I can't forget him. (laughs) Robin's like, no, I had a vision he was born on Coyote Pass. Yeah. He was out there in the pond, Cody. (laughs) I had him in a canoe. (laughs) He just emerged from the surface of the pond. There was a thick mist that cleared, and then I saw his face. Lady of the Wood walked him out, plunked (laughs) him right in the pond. I had to sign my name in this book with the lady in the woods. <laughs> so I think Christine's whole selling point here was that we need to be with like-minded folks because going and seeing the Dargers, that was great. Everybody being in Utah and feeling like it was home, that was awesome. It'll always be home to everybody. So let's go home. Yeah, bottom line, Cody's not doing this because he's got to punish everybody because they didn't go with his original idea. They shot down the big house. They shot down the move to Utah. Fuck you. I'm over it. We know that that's his his attitude at the current moment. But then he comes around to it for a second. It's like he forgot that he was mad at Christine for all of that. And he's like, you know, it would be kind of neat because I do have a lot of friends who live in St. George. It's almost like he was excited to encourage Christine to pitch this to the wives because he knew it would get shot down and he knew it would crush her. Oh, that is exactly what he did here. He manipulates Christine to go through with pitching this to the other wives because he's laughing maniacally about it on the couch, about how great this is going to be for him to just sit back and watch her be humiliated and get ripped apart by all the other women for having brought this idea forth. Great way to create a safe space for communication. Because at this point, yeah, Cody's like running through. He's like, well, Janelle and Mary don't see a value in St. George. So good luck convincing them on this. Doesn't work for the family. You might be able to convince Robin because she's got family there. But you're going to be battling the fact that Cody already made a promise to Robin that they'll never move again. Flagstaff is home, period, end of sentence. Cool, but you have three other wives. Nope, he made a promise to Robin that they're never moving again. Never, (laughs) ever. So that's it. That vetoes everyone else's opinions. But go ahead and pitch that. I'd like to see it. Now, Christine somehow has taken Cody's one moment of enthusiasm about the idea of being closer to some friends and family as a commitment that he is going to back her up in this conversation with the rest of the family. She does not see what is happening here. He's not shutting it down. He's getting excited about it, but he knows that it isn't possible. So that's why he's not putting up the roadblocks because he's like, yeah, go for it, I guess. If you can convince them of it, I wouldn't be opposed to it, but it's not going to happen. And this is where we get the strange comparison that Cody makes, where he says, St. George was an ugly woman that he wanted to marry, and the wives all shot her down. Whoa, whoa, she wasn't ugly. She was like, all right. She was okay. I thought he said ugly. No, he was, he was in love with her. He was in love with her, but she wasn't, she wasn't attractive. She wasn't that gorgeous. Means- Physically, or it means personality-wise, whatever. She wasn't appealing to everyone. She wasn't gorgeous. (laughs) So that's what St. George is like. And he wanted to marry her. 
But all the other wives shot it down. They were like, no, keep looking. So he found a beautiful woman, one that was easy to sell all the rest of the wives on. And he married her instead. Her name was Flagstaff. (laughs) But now it turns out the Uggo is back on the market and better than before. We misjudged. (laughs) Do you think maybe you can go marry her now? It's too late. I don't know where he pulls these things out of. It's everything in his life is marriage and pregnancy. That's true. That's the only thing he knows. That's all he knows. Any closing thoughts about this half of the finale? Well, so yeah, we're teeing it up for the big one, right? It's the big conversation. So we'll get into that next episode. I think the the next episode teaser that I had written up was Cody suggests sending Isabel to get surgery alone. Yeah, we know. <laughs> Janelle and Cody take another break. Christine can't take it anymore. (laughs) So accurate. Y'all, this half pales in comparison to part two. Part two's got some payoff, for sure. You're going to want to stay tuned for that. Thank you for listening. If you want to support us, the best way to do that is by subscribing to the podcast and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. Be sure to tweet with us about the episode at surviving underscore pod. Stay tuned share with friends. See you next week. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans under Written by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com.